Hey there, folks, and welcome to episode 71 of Eddie and Caleb Serocast. I am Caleb B. That's where you can follow me on Twitter. You can follow Eddie at E-D-D-Y-C-85. Follow the show on Twitter at EC underscore hero. Our Instagram is EC HeroCast. Gmail is EC HeroCast at gmail.com. As always, check me out every Thursday morning on the Grave Consequences podcast, a part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. The recording date is Monday, July 26th. We are here to review Sky High. Some say the uh, inspiration for My Hero Academia. But we are not alone. In fact, we are joined by a good friend of mine, a former co-host on the uh, SMC podcast, for uh, those of you familiar. It's a bit of a deep cut. Uh, my good friend Rance Morris. Rance, they can follow, uh, obviously, you can follow Rance at It's Raycast. R-E-Y as in Mysterio. C-A-S-H as in dollars, I remember. Well done, uh, well done. Rance, you've got, like, going on. Um, normally, I let I, I will plug stuff for the guests, but I know you've got quite a bit, so I'm going to yield to you here. What do you, what do you got going on, man? Well, first off, thank you uh, for having me. It's good to be back on the mic with you, sir, and it's a pleasure to on with you eddie but um yeah i'm all over uh i write and do podcasts for the chairshot.com everywhere on there um once a week every thursday chairshot radio um we have we have the midweek mainstay with me and darren max kirk um of course the outsider's edge which is the show that caleb is talking about that's just kind of transformed that's every friday um, I am uh, a part of the Three Man Weave, which is a sports podcast every every Wednesday evening, and um, Bandwagon Nerds, which is not too not too similar from not too dissimilar from this podcast, which is kind of a pop culture nerddom show, and that is every Monday afternoon. So yeah, man, mm. I I don't have a life. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do. You just uh, you. Uh allocate a lot of those sources resources to podcasting yeah man some some would say too much but yes i'm mm. i i enjoy it man it's it's kind of become a a good way to say it is passion but i guess you could say kind of obsession so uh yeah. <laughs> whichever way you're looking at it well i say this i'll say this as someone who podcasts multiple times on a weekly basis and i'm not going to cast this on anyone else but for me it's almost ninety percent narcissism. <laughs> that's fair. That's that's that. There's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of you gotta you gotta really care about your opinion or how you sound to want to do as much as we do. So that's fair. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we, when we have people on, we want to ask them, you know, what their history is with the movie or with the product in particular. So what what is your history with Sky High? Well, Sky High merges two of my passions, Disney movies and superheroes. Um, okay. I have, I've been a superhero aficionado, obsessed with them since I was a little kid. Teen- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, X-Men, Power Rangers. I started coming up at the tail end of Masters of the Universe, so I got a little of that. Always loved them. Always been crazy about them especially kind of teams like individual superheroes are cool, but I like the team ups and people having to work together to kind of get over something. And um, I've always been a Disney fan. I was the kid that the target kid that every Friday when they did the new Disney channel movie, I was in that thing. Um, So when sky high came out, it was like the perfect mix of my, my two passions and sky high is a big scale movie it's not just something they made for tv like kurt mm-hmm. russell is in it and danielle Panabaker is in it like it's uh linda carter like it's got some heavy hitters yeah for sure kelly preston not in kelly preston. mary elizabeth winstead a future star i mean quite a bit there uh my history with it is kind of the same this is when i watched Oddly enough, in school for the first uh, when I was I want to say 12 years old, and I remember just being like, "Man, this is this is really cool." But I was like Target demo for sure. So that's my history with the movie, Eddie. If I'm not mistaken, was this your first time having seen the movie? Yeah, it was. I don't have any history with it. I kind of even I, I remember it coming out, but then I never really gave it much thought. I kind of lumped it into the category of. Um, 
Uh, what would it be? I guess Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Like I thought it was just a kids movie, mm. not for me. But yeah, well, <laughs> I will say this: after having recently watched Shark Boy and Lava Girl, you are definitely mistaken. I was. Sure. Yep. It's not as it's not as bad as the commercials may have made it out to be. I, I, I'm I'm gonna let you breathe because <laughs> I hate playing Lava Girl. <laughs> I, you got to remember too, Caleb. I'm a parent of two girls, so my no, my perspective I mean, has changed in, in in recent years. No, I get it. I get it. But like, there are better movies to show your children for sure. That's fair. That's real. That's that's absolute <laughs> real. Yes. <laughs> Oh man, um, Eddie, did I cut you off? No, no, I, I didn't have much else to say. I've never seen it, so. Okay, well then we're gonna dig up the old time capsule. So Rance, what I like to do here is, um, you know, go back to the day this was released, which in this case was July twenty nine, two thousand five. So roughly sixteen years ago, almost to the day that we're recording here. Um, I like to, you know, enlighten the country was at the time, as well as some world champions in wrestling as well, because as our listeners know, we all love wrestling. Um, so your number one song here, of course, she's dominated most of 2005. It's We Belong Together by Mariah Carey. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Not my favorite Mariah song, but pretty damn good. She's all over this year. <laughs> yeah. And just that one particular song dominating 05. And you got to remember, Mariah hadn't had a hit in a minute. So, like, yeah. that one just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, I, I looked at the Billboard charts for 2005, and she goes on a bit of a streak with this song. Uh, it's broken up for one week by uh, Carrie Underwood, like, right after she won American Idol. But mm-hmm. other than that, mostly Mariah Carey here. Champions in wrestling at the time. The WWE champion on Raw was John Cena, of course. Uh, on SmackDown, Batista was your World Heavyweight Champion. Your Ring of Honor World Champion, and I think this is the first time we've brought him up. No second time. Uh, CM Punk, and your NWA World's Heavyweight Champion in TNA Wrestling, still Raven. So all the same as the last episode we just did. Not you know not surprising since these were three weeks apart. Um. We can go into the facts and figures here right quick. Um, oh, you didn't say what you were oh, wait, wait, wait. doing at the time. Going to VBS and playing baseball. That's pretty much all I did at the time. <laughs> I was a kid. Well, I got the old... Rance, you're a little bit. What were you doing? I had just graduated high school. I, I This was the summer of my graduation. I was in Phoenix with my, uh, with my birth father's side of the family. Um getting ready to try to figure out going to college at 17. So, yeah. Well, this was, uh, I mentioned I did not go to college in summer of 05, but I got the old transcript up, and what did I say? Last week I gave the winter of 05 with uh, essay and research. Wait, yeah. No, the, uh, the spring quarter is what I gave last week, which was writing about the American experience, which I... Didn't mention I withdrew from, so apparently I wasn't uh, interested in the American experience. And then uh, intro into American government, got a C, C's, C works. It's passing. And, C's get degree, right? Yeah. So since I didn't go in uh, summer of 05, I'll, I'll go backwards to uh, do winter quarter of 05. We did uh, essay and research, got another C, and abnormal psychology, another C. So... Wait, are you a psych major, Eddie? No, no, not at all. But uh, I just had to... One thing about uh, college is you have to... One of the reasons it's so expensive is you have to take a lot of classes that uh, yeah. don't really matter. Because I'll even do autumn. We did uh, uh, intro to psychology. She got an A. Did that one. And then uh, intro into Japanese. Got a withdrawal because it was really, really hard. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I was a psych major and I and abnormal psych is such a specific class to take that I was like either you were interested someone made you take it or you're a psych major. So I, that's why I was thinking. I think I needed two psych credits. That's the only reason I can imagine this. And then I 
needed two foreign language credits, and then I thought, well, Japanese will be fun, and just Good trying to that. yeah, trying to teach the language and the characters. That's too much. <laughs> By the way, real quick, I'm sorry, Caleb. Fun fact: my stepdad is uh, he's bedridden with all he's late stage Alzheimer's now, but at his peak. He spoke fluent Japanese because he was stationed in Okinawa. Really? It's the craziest thing ever. He would wake us up every morning screaming at us in Japanese. It's 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 funny now in hindsight. Gosh. Oh, man. Do you watch anime? Because it seems like you would be destined to. My daughter you know? daughter's crazy about it, bro. She watches Naruto all day long. <laughs> well, look, I, I don't want to be like, hey, you know, here's a stereotype, but... There's a stereotype. (laughs) From what what I've noticed, a lot of African-American nerds seem to really love anime. Yep. Yep. It's it's like a gateway drug. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And uh, the funny thing about the movie we're reviewing today, Eddie and I, we had a discussion, and he said, you know, this could be a series, and I said, I made the joke, well, it is, and it's called My Hero Academia, because I see some seriously strong similarities there. I'd be here for it. But, no, I would definitely, like, because, I mean, look at what Disney Plus has revived, and, I mean, you know, you've got popular properties like High School Musical and Mighty Ducks, but then it's like, they revived Turner and Hooch, man. Like, you can make room for Sky with with Josh Peck, no less, of all people. Yes. Yes. Keep getting them checks, bro. For sure, man. That's probably one I can get my mom into, because I know she loved the original Turner Hooch, but yeah. Um, Let's go to the facts and figures here. Uh, this had a budget of $35 million, and it had a box office yield of 86.4. That is a profit line of $51.4 million. Yep, and that puts it tied with Power Rangers from 95. So the tiebreaker was, of course, the uh, inflation. And Power Rangers was $87.8 million, and uh, money was worth more back then. So sky high, just $71.5 million with inflation. So mm-hmm. it is 29th on the list, but a profit, so it's always good. And 29 out of 71, not bad at all. Yeah, beat RoboCop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. Critically, uh, we're going to go to Rotten Tomatoes here. And critically, this was given 73%, but from the fans, it got a 57. So fan rating a little lower here. Yeah, that was surprising. That's usually hardly ever the case, especially this big of a discrepancy. Yeah. Not sure what the fans were expecting. (laughs) I would have figured this would have been, you know, flipped around, given, you know, this was clearly marketed towards teenagers and everything. Like, kind of surprised. I uh, Yeah, I mean, sometimes we've seen some surprising Rotten Tomato scores, so. Uh, what was it? Uh, Daredevil had, like, a, what, like a, there was, like, a 20% disparity between fans and critics. Uh, maybe Daredevil. Um, critics favorite. People loving, people loving uh, Ben Affleck as the, as Daredevil. They loving the Ben Affleck episode, the movie. I guess J Lo does. <laughs> that's that's a that's a great point. That's a fantastic. Who cares what the fans think? J Lo does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, hey, this did get nominated for at the Young Artist Awards of 2006. This was nominated. For best family feature film, comedy, or musical. Didn't win, but did get the nomination. So, hey, that that's better than, than getting a Razzie. So, you know, nothing <laughs> to scoff at. Yeah, we've had a few Razzies. Yes, we have. Oh, my God. Um, Let's see. Oh, we need to get into the cast. I always want to skip the cast for some reason. I don't know. This was a big cast. Let's see. Yeah. First of all, shout out Ash Williams, freaking Campbell. Oh yeah, the um, uh, Coach Boomer. <laughs> yes, Coach Boomer. Sonic Boom. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Sidekick. <laughs> oh man. Uh shout out Farva. Freaking what's his name? Let's see here. Kevin Heffernan as Ron Wilson bus driver. Yeah, oh, man, Ron, Ron Wilson Ron Wilson was like the heart of the movie to me. Yeah. I enjoy it. I like This is the thing. I like Kevin Heffernan just because I love Farva. So it's like of course. Man, when they said like only one person had never had superpowers when their parents are both supers, and they just go out, they look out the window and just see them like twirling around a mop or whatever. That that hit me. I was like, oh man, I feel bad for that dude. Oh man. By the way, while we're talking about the cast, isn't it interesting that two of the main three characters in the movie ended up being uh, known for playing? Superheroes in their more adult lives. Mary Elizabeth Winstead was Huntress in Birds of Prey. And Daniel Pennebaker is in, I believe, is she in Flash or Arrow? One of the two? Flash, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Well, not only that, but, okay, like, this is no disrespect to Harley Quinn, but let's not sleep on Scott Pilgrim either, because she was in Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I've never seen Scott Pilgrim, and I'm ashamed to say that. I've not seen it either, and uh, what I do with the, these movies on this list now, like, if I've not seen them, I'm waiting until we get to review them. So I'm still still a few, man, what, like half a year at this rate. Yeah, it's going to be a waste, but there's it's on the a list. Lot of movies, there's a lot of movies out there, Rance. Like, you wouldn't even think to know it, but, like, I'll give you an example. We're at episode 71, and as of right now, we have got, to the end of 2022, 100 on this list. Oh, my God. Still growing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So, hey, you you, you guys can say you don't have enough content. I can tell you that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're set Uh, to run out in um sometime in October of 2023. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We will see. Spoiler alert for those listening. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to crank out more movies. We're catching up. Yeah. For sure. Uh let's see here. Oh, of course, shout out Linda Carter Principal Powers. Um Mhm. Let's see here. Who of the main cast? Who do we want? Who do we want to talk about here? I don't know. I'll I mean, let, Eddie, I'll let you take the wheel. Well, let's start with the biggest name in the movie, Kurt Russell as the commander. I love Steve Stronghold. Awesome, <laughs> awesome dad. Yeah, I enjoyed him a lot. Kurt, I never would have thought Kurt Russell as a superhero, but he he fit really well. He's a superhero. He's Santa Claus. He, he does it all. Yeah. Well, he has the jaw, that's and I true. know that's, oh, that's yeah. we've made that's kind of like a recurring joke. But that jaw is so important when you're playing like a Paragon level superhero, and he got it. Yeah, I enjoyed him. I thought uh, I liked that he never actually got mad at his son, and that but he also held his son up in such high regard. But it's like, oh, you're you're hanging out with these losers. That's so nice of you. <laughs> the my my favorite part. Uh, of the movie with him is when um, Will gets in the fight with Warren at at the in uh, the cafeteria. Comes home, mom is mad. They go to the sanctum so the dad can get on him, and he's trying to punish him. He's like, "Well, I took away your Xbox," and Will's like, "I don't have an Xbox." He flips the chair around. You do now. It's <laughs> such a classic dad move. Like, I'm so yeah. happy you did this, but I got to do something to save face with the wife. It's such a classic dad move. <laughs> yeah you're right you're right man um oh shout out friggin putty patrick warburton as the voice of royal pain so random isn't it isn't that so random yeah yep oh man also uh shout out to tom kenny for his cameo he is an icon icon of voice acting in the modern day well, let's get to, since you've mentioned him, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Gwen slash Royal Pain. Spoiler. 
slash Sue Tenney. Come on now. Yeah, Sue Tenney. You let's a see, fan? She was, uh, let's see here. I am a fan of aspects of Mary Elizabeth Winstead. And, uh, no, she, no, all kidding aside, yes, she was, uh, she was great in the role. Although, I don't really blame her. I blame the writing. Her heel turn was really kind of sudden. Like, there, there was some, like, tease of it a, a little bit, but, like, by and large, like her, you know, getting at uh, Layla towards the end at the party didn't come entirely out of nowhere, but like very sudden. I I don't know. I I didn't mind it because we find out that she was always evil her whole life and that she's actually double mm-hmm. her age, really. Um, I liked her in the homecoming dress. That was cool. But <laughs> I did enjoy the heel turn because... I thought, like, I you could tell she was going to be evil at some point. I didn't think yeah. so at first. But then, once they first teased it, I'm like, okay, she'll be evil. But I just assumed she would be, like, the daughter of whoever that mysterious guy was in the room watching. And the fact that she was the mysterious guy in the room <laughs> was, uh, <laughs> was a legit surprise. I was like, oh, you got me, movie. That was good. The the only problem I have with Royal Pain or Gwen or whatever you call her is she did the trope of picking the worst sidekicks. Like, why would you pick students at the school <laughs> to be your help? Like, you, you should have known that they, they weren't going to be able to really help you. And I would have been concerned that they might flip on me. So that was my well, that was my thing. And now that you mention it, I will add to that. Um, she definitely should have known because, like, she got turned into a baby for doing the exact same thing two yeah. decades earlier. Yep. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I She picked the school bullies, which that's that's okay. And then her best friend, Penny, who's got the multiple powers. It's, a, it's not a bad villain team, really. And then, I mean, her what was it? Her dad, that jester, he was kind of obnoxious, but... Uh, I didn't uh, mind his team. He is obnoxious in everything he's in. Uh, Jim Rash, uh, I remember him from Community, but very obnoxious for sure. Oh yeah, the uh, um, the, he's the, the gay dean, n- not the principal, the uh, dean. Yeah, dean. Well, yes. He what? He 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 never says he's gay in the thing. They just imply it, and then he's like, I well, don't, I don't. Why would you say that? It's, it's very heavily implied because, like, he's clearly got a crush on Winger, but whatever. But then he's insulted when you ask him this. <laughs> and confused. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what do you think of uh, Stephen Strait as War and Peace? Ooh, so mysterious. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I liked him. It was a, you know, different, uh, you know, kind of a cliche character, but... I thought he integrated to the movie nicely. Did you know he was on the soundtrack? No. Really? Is he is he a artist? I don't know that he is an artist, but I think he has a hold on. There was a song that played at the homecoming dance because if you'll notice from the soundtrack, a lot of this is eighty songs that are being covered. I but, mean, his, uh, his, let's his dad's a famous musician, George, so Is that George Strait's son? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, hey, uh, hey, I I believe anything, bro. Like, I would have been like, oh, well, I, I see it. I see the resemblance. Oh, my goodness. I see it. Stephen Strait looks like an islander, and George Strait is whiter than vanilla. You know, if you look at it from, like, a, a angle with, like, one eye squinted, they're, they're the same person. But uh, one thing leads to another. Uh, that's the song that he is performing that you hear at the homecoming dance, for what it's worth. And hey, you also had Bowling for Soup on the soundtrack, so that's cool. Yeah. You you know, the one thing I appreciated about War and Peace was he started off as, uh, like Eddie said, kind of like that cliche brooding kind of kid, but he turned out to be so much more than that. And I also thought, you know, in all our years of watching anything with a superhero um, ideology behind it, it's really cool that for once we saw like 
the kid of a good guy and a bad guy. I thought that was really cool because you don't really see or hear that those things anywhere in any comic or superhero franchise. Yeah. Yeah, they made it seem yeah. like whenever when you graduate from this school, you can be a hero or a villain. It's up to you. <laughs> that's true, because Save the Citizen, you could choose to be the villain, so that's a great point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, Speed and Lash, um, there's nothing really to talk about the actors, but um, as far as the statics go, they really remind me of Skull from the Power you Rangers. Something. You took the words <laughs> out of my mouth, Caleb. Man, I was going to say 20, 2005, Vulcan Skull. Fantastic. <laughs> I mean, they weren't as hapless as Vulcan Skull, but, like, the aesthetic was there for sure. Oh, hey, and, and shout out to the fact that we're progressive in 2004. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know. Nothing picked up on that, so <laughs> you might want to repeat yeah. it. Oh, uh, no, he was just saying that uh, Progressive here in 2005, because Speed, kind of a chunky fella. Ah, that's true. He was a fast one. Yeah. We're Progressive in 2005. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kelly Preston as Josie slash Jetstream. What do we think? Not in the movie long enough to really form much of an opinion, to be honest. Mostly just mattered or son and husband yeah and you guys may hate me for this or may disagree massively but while flying is a super is a superpower flying can't be your only superpower no i agree with that i didn't i didn't care for that uh i mean she kind of this will sound sexist but she kind of is commander's sidekick i mean Ooh. No, you, yeah. When, so when they're fighting the big um, at the beginning, the big robot, he's like, "Make a left, turn around, come around, go right, launch me." And she's like, "Okay, launch." And you, I was thinking, like, "Yeah, you might have a point." Like they work well <laughs> together, but like, what is she gonna do by herself? Like, <laughs> uh, she would be great for rescue missions for sure. Yeah, I mean that's fair. She'd be better than a all American boy. I'll say that. <laughs> shout out dave love him as a character actor for sure um oh daniel panabaker is layla what do we think of her the uh poison ivy archetype yeah i mean you know she was good as like the the neighbor that was like not kind of like a bit of a hippie you know the girl that you know, the high school girl that dates down uh, her level, which is, you know, never happened to me, but uh, <laughs> I guess it uh, I guess it does exist. So I've been told in movies. So she's like the uh, she's like the Topanga Lawrence of superheroes then. Whoa. Yeah. Hey, hey, do not disrespect Corey Matthews. Okay? <laughs> now, do not dis- do not disrespect the heartthrob of the 90s. Hey. Okay? Look, this is not disrespect to Ben Savage. This is nothing but respect to Topanga. That's fair. That's fair. And and keep it a buck. He got her when they was young. So, like, she never could grow yep. out of her. Yeah. For sure. For sure. But um, I liked Layla. She was um, not entirely a one-note character, which is appreciated. Um, I feel like... That scene when Gwen, you know, ostracizes her, her reaction, not all that impressive. Not wooden, but like, ugh. She was not seasoned at the time. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I, I, you don't want to see movies like this kind of delve into a rom-com because <laughs> it has so much more. And it, there was a second there, but it was for a purpose, which I appreciated. But the yeah. cool thing about the, the three main characters, Will, Warren, and Layla, is they are not your standard people. Like, Layla probably had the biggest power out of all of Warren had been cast as a bad guy by everybody around him, but really was a good dude. And Will wanted to be a superhero, but couldn't be. And then when he became one, mm-hmm. got super arrogant. So I like I like how they kind of flipped all that because 
you know, they could have went one way with it, but they went a whole different way, which I think made the movie cool. Like at the end of the movie, girlfriend became my enemy. My enemy became my best friend. And my best friend became my girlfriend. And that's a cool way to look at how the movie flips everything. Yeah. I guess. The, yeah, I would uh, agree. Before I mean, we get into the lead character, left. I have a public service mm-hmm. announcement of uh, something that uh, just uh, popped up. I just received an email from Amazon. It said, thank mm-hmm. you for your order of a Voco Pro Professional KJ DJ VJ Mixer for $521.56 shipped to Carl <laughs> Blank in Dover, Ohio. And I'm like, well, I didn't order that, but... Here's a tip. If you click reply, it's a Gmail account. So mm. don't fall for it, people. <laughs> That's how to check real easily. Because yeah. obviously, spam. Nice try. You think I'm going to fall for that while I'm reviewing a superhero movie? Not not likely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Michael... Our main character, pardon me. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna give this a. I'm gonna take a stab at this. If I get it wrong, I do apologize to Michael himself and the Italian community as well. Michael Angerano, Will Stronghold. Yeah, he didn't make Where's it out of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask, have you guys seen him in anything else since this? No. No. I mean, no. I'm looking, and no. <laughs> so, so question for you guys. In my opinion, even though he's the main character and the character, the entire movie's built around him, I feel he's the weakest character in the whole movie, and the weakest performance. I would agree. Um, my God, when he okay. The worst of Daniel Panabaker shined out, and in the same scene, the worst of Michael here shined out. When he breaks up with Gwen, and this was Wood, in my opinion. His delivery was just all sorts of off. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't do much for me. It's just, yeah. I, someone said it was kind of a wooden performance. I would agree. It was when I first saw him when he was trying to lift weights, I was like, oh, this is not what I would picture as the main character of this movie, but okay, sure. Well, okay, to an extent, like, he had, like, an Izuku Midoriya thing going on, main character from My Hero Academia, and then halfway through, they kind of flip it on its head, but, you know. Yeah, I I don't know. I've seen better child actors, but I've also seen worse, so. Yeah. yeah. It's all right. Yeah, as far oh. as child act, they were completely terrible. No. Oh, no, I use that word child actor, but I bet money he was like 18 or 20 when he made the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 that's fair enough. So, like, <laughs> let's, let's watch that term, bro. Don't give him that, don't give him that crutch. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, man. He's fair. 33 now, so... Um, hey, maybe so. they uh, take our advice and put Sky High on Disney Plus. He can play grown-up Will Stronghold. Well, he need to. He may need to work. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, and and hear me out, because look, Danielle Panabaker, she's busy, but she's got a twin sister. Is she a twin? Yeah. Lord, Kay Panabaker could Ooh, easily boy. play Layla. Yeah. Oh boy, she's a twin. Yep. <laughs> There's two of her. <laughs> oh boy, some things aren't fair. <laughs> oh man, I guess with that we can get into the plot, huh? Yeah, that's fine. So we start off, we get like this brief intro on, you know, Commander and Jetstream are the two best superheroes in the world. And then by day, they're real estate agents, and they got a son named Will. He doesn't have any superpowers at the moment, which his parents don't know about. And so he um, he's getting 
he's getting ready for his first day of school and oh, he's... I'm sorry to, I'm very sorry to interrupt. I was mistaken. She is not a twin. She is three years older than her sister Kay. But they still have a there's a striking resemblance there, for sure. Oh, hey. that's good. Twins, sisters, uh, hey, doesn't matter. Well, um, so yeah, Will's done thinking he would be able to live up to his parents' expectations. And like I said, it's his first day of high school. His neighbor, Layla, uh, she comes by, but the mayor calls for Commander and Jetstream to stop this giant robot downtown, which they do pretty easily, actually. Yeah. So Will not and Layla... Uh, not a lot of like serious conflicts fighting in this superhero movie. No. Well, I don't think the robot was meant to um, pose much of a threat. It was... Uh, it had ulterior motives. Fair so, enough. Yeah, so uh, Will and Layla, they get on the school bus, and Will realizes he's the only kid without powers, and you're kind of considered uh, a loser when you don't have any powers, so he's a late bloomer. And the bus flies up to Sky High, which is in the sky, we meet Lash and Speed, the school bullies. We also had uh, somebody with freezing power stop uh, two rapists, so that was nice. Of him. <laughs> I mean, that would get I'm me too today. So uh, I wasn't prepared for that. That's fantastic. <laughs> and they stayed frozen for the entirety of the movie. Oh boy, as they should have. Yeah. Uh, so Gwen, we meet her. She's a senior. Also, Coach Boomer who uh, you have to demonstrate your powers in front of, and then he'll let you know if you're a hero or a sidekick. So, based on your powers. And yeah, we'll... and this one, kid, this one kid had a gun where his arm should have been. And he... Wait, what? Hey, shout out to the Zagatag, though. Yeah, hey, he's glow in the dark. Hell, hell of a name. Sorry, did my uh, did my Evil Dead joke cut in and out or something? Oh, no, I heard... Well, I didn't... I was trying to think of a kid, but that was uh, Evil Dead. Ash purely, was a, a grown-up. Purely, purely me making an Ash reference, that's all. I see. Um, so, let's see. Oh, yeah, he's... Uh, Will's get saved by the bell, go for lunch, and he... Uh, at lunch, they meet War and Peace. He's just a mysterious student sitting there. And back at gym, everybody learns Will has no powers. So Will has to go to the nurse, and she tells him the only person she's aware of who's the son of two supers without any powers is the bus driver, Ron Wilson. That's when they show him outside the window. And I'm like, oh, poor Ron. <laughs> I just like that Ron Wilson, you know, knows his worth and uh, even gave Will a, a business card. Yeah, I, I liked Ron. But uh, which you would even you would even say is Chekhov's business card. Yeah, I wonder if his business card was on like like the in, wow God I already blew the joke whatever I was gonna make American Psycho reference but I, oh my God <laughs> I forgot the yeah, line I bet Ron Wilson I bet I bet Ron Wilson can get a reservation at Dorcia yeah raised lettering that was what I was trying to say yeah. Um, so, yeah. um, so Will comes home and he wants to talk to his dad and they go to the secret sanctum and says don't ever let anyone in here it's important to know he shows him his collections he's got uh, Royal Pains Ray Gun I think called the Pacifier and mm -hmm. he's got all these other you know it's like Batman's Batcave with all this stuff he tells him how proud he is and Will doesn't have the heart to tell him that he doesn't have his powers yet. But the robot head that he got from earlier, um, it's got a camera inside and it is watching Will and his dad. And it is a mysterious person, which we already revealed is uh, Gwen. But if you didn't know that at the time, it's like, ooh, who's this? So, kind of interesting. The next day in school, Will's in class with the sidekicks, which is taught by All-American Boy, Commander's old sidekick, who never mentions him. And just then, there's a... Yeah. 
And I only mention this. I'll, here, here, well, there's a rumble, and there was an accident in the school science lab, and it caused All-American Boy to fall into a trash can. And cool. I only mention this because something similar happened at my high school. <laughs> so <laughs> no. it was an economics class. And they had they I go to a, a small town high school, so they brought in some guy who worked for the city to talk about economics, and it was just one of those small waste baskets, um, you know, cylindrical ones, and he was sitting on a desk resting his feet on that trash can, just answering questions or whatever, and then I guess he tipped the trash can too far, and the trash can tipped over, but his feet were still inside. And then the trash can started rolling, and he's still sitting on this desk, and he starts rolling with the trash can, and then eventually rolls off the desk and onto the floor. And I, like, a lot of people were, like, laughing a little bit. I was in absolute tears, like, look, because he, he's wore, like, a sweater vest, and he had glasses. He's, like, the biggest stereotypical nerd, and he just fell into a trash can in front of everybody, and I was just in tears, like, I... I couldn't believe what I had just seen, and I felt like no one else appreciated what just happened, but I did, so I had no problem laughing at his embarrassment, but... Oh, man. Remember that if you ever fall in a trash can, be like, oh, I shouldn't have laughed at that guy. Well, it was great because it happened in slow motion, because you saw it tip over, then you saw it start to turn, and then you could see his face where he's like, oh, no... My feet are trapped in this thing, and I'm going off this desk. So, I enjoyed it. But um, After a montage, Will brings home some friends to study. The commander shows up, he sees all of Will's friends, who, and he's like, oh, these are clearly sidekicks. So, the commander <laughs> talks with his son, and he's like, oh, it's great you're hanging out with the sidekicks. And Will finally says, Dad... I am a sidekick, and I washed out of power placement. And then Commander gets mad at Coach Boomer, and he's like, no, 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 it's not Boomer. It's me. I don't have any powers. So, very sad. Real uh, character-defining moment for Will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say so. Like, put, your, put yourself in his shoes right now. I've faced it before. Eddie, I'm sure you have. Knowing that you've disappointed your father and, like, you've got to tell them, it's just, it's gut-wrenching. Well, from a father's perspective, because I understand where you're coming from as as the kid in the situation. Yeah. But from a father's perspective, he was never disappointed. Did he not get what he wanted? No, but he still supported the kid regardless. It's just he had his own expectations. I think had Will tempered those expectations earlier, we would never got that far. But he let it get so far where they added him to, added him to the sanctum and all this other stuff. And like, had he just said from day one, "Hey man, my powers ain't here yet. I don't know," I don't. It wouldn't have wouldn't have went that far. <laughs> oh no, you mentioning that. Um, the only reason I laugh is because Josie had brought up to. Uh, Steve's like, oh, well, we can't put him in a vat of toxic waste. And <laughs> he was entertaining the idea. <laughs> yeah, he, he, what, what did he say? He was like, uh, I don't even know where we can find a vat of toxic waste. And she was like, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Well, the, uh, the next day at school, the Lash, the bully, trips Will into War and Peace, who attacks Will because Will's dad put his dad in prison. And during the fight, as War and Peace is about to toss a fireball at Will's friends, Will lifts up the table that he's on, and it's revealed he's got his superpower. It is super strength. So, there we go. Just had something to, she needs something to pull it out of him is all. And then, uh, let's see, back at home, Commander's thrilled that Will has his power. As the robot keeps watching, the next day, Will is sent to hero class, so he's upgraded, but is uh, not his friends. The sidekicks stay in sidekick class. So Will mm-hmm. makes new friends and sits at the uh, the cool kids' table with uh, Gwen and Penny, the multiple cheerleader, and 
I guess, speed and lash. And the new friends, they do not want to uh, hang out with Will. Or, sorry, they want to hang out with Will, but not his sidekicks. Yeah. Yeah, because Penny replicates herself to uh, take all the uh, open seats when the other kids show up. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Hey, hey, hey man, I live that life when you are not the most popular kid and you become popular and you still want to hang out with your old friends, but your new friends are like, I don't know about them. It's a tough place to be as a kid. It's a real tough place. Yeah, for sure. Well, we have a uh, confrontation in the hallway with Will, his friends, and Speed and Lash, and they say if they beat them in a game of Save the Citizen, they'll stop picking on them. But if otherwise, then they get to give, uh, what was it, Popsicle, the uh, swirly every day. Um, so they play, and they pick up. Yeah. He was not named Popsicle. That was well, that's a, what they called him. Yeah. Yeah, that was what they called him. His, his mama called him Ethan. That, yeah, I was going to say, that is the joke that uh, Bruce Campbell made at him. Well, um, Lash and Speed pick War and Peace to be uh, Will's partner. Of course, the good guys win. They cele- Will celebrates with his new friends, not the old ones. And But then Will's like, hey, I'll meet up with you later for dinner at the Chinese place, Layla. But Will double-booked himself, so he has Gwen over for dinner, and he forgot about Layla, and we finally get a glimpse of Layla's power. She's sitting there at the restaurant, and we just see a flower at the table die. But the waiter at the restaurant is War and Peace. So, but back at Commander's house, uh, he's showing Will and Gwen their yearbook. We see a mysterious woman named Sue, who just vanished from school, and Warren's dad, Baron Battle. And, uh, By the way, Eddie, let me ask. At this point, had you figured out that um, that Gwen was the uh, the bad guy here? No. Okay. Because, I mean, I didn't either when I first watched it. But, again, I was a kid at the time. But it's like, looking back, it's like, look at like how intently she looks at the yearbook and everything. Like, just taking everything in. It's like, she's up to something. Yeah, I figured it'd be one of those things where, like, everybody thought she was the weird loser girl, and then she would come up at the end and be like, no, I've worked at this school the whole time, and I'm actually a hero of one of those deals. You know, the, yeah. wise, the wise old janitor or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, this isn't <laughs> He was a groundskeeper. Uh, anyway, Gwen asks Will to homecoming. Uh, meanwhile, the mysterious villain as uh, planning on forming a team of villains, which they do. The uh, next mm-hmm. day, Will figures out he missed Layla's dinner date, but then he tells her he's got great news. He's going to homecoming with Gwen, and then Layla just makes up, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going with War and Peace, which he never agreed to this. But she tells him, and he's like, uh, if it'll piss off Will, I will, but I'm not running a tux. Yeah. And later on, Gwen kind of pressures Will to throw a party at his house, but only a few people will, will be invited. But it turns out to be a huge party, and Will is worried about cleanup. And this is already mm-hmm. where I realized Gwen was bad, but I just thought she'd be the daughter of the mysterious person in the room. And so, yeah, like I said, Will's worried about cleanup and the fact that his real friends aren't there. And Gwen says... Uh, they'd be miserable if they were here, which honestly, she's right. <laughs> I've been to those parties. <laughs> and um, it's like they're not in the in crowd, so just keep them away. So Will then takes Gwen to the sanctum, which he promises that he would never do. And Gwen sees, uh, they just leave the sanctum like the Okay, I thought something was going to happen there. But I mean, it does, but we don't see it. Uh, Gwen then sees Layla show up and tells her to leave and how Will doesn't want to hang out with her anymore. And then Will shows up and Layla tells Will off and Gwen tells Will to forget about her. She's a loser. And I thought Will was going to be like, yeah, you're right. But then Will just dumps Gwen. So good for you, Will. (laughs) I mean, I would have at least gone to homecoming first (laughs) because I mean. You look at her, but I get it. He's, you know, got, he's we, got principles. We got a, uh, you know, the chips were down and we saw 
the true measure of Will as a man. That's true. It was a J. Jonah Jameson. He just sends him in. I don't know who takes the photos moment. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love how y'all think that this man did this off the goodness of his of just being a good dude. No, he was trying to get in Layla. That's all it was. Oh, come on. Well, Layla's his friend. What's the first thing he did after he broke up with Quinn? As Eddie is so masterfully breaking down the movie. That is true. That is true. He does. Well, his parents show up and then they kick everybody out. I'm just saying. Will tells his parents, say, I'm not going to homecoming. but, uh, But yes, Will then goes to the paper lantern, the Chinese place. He hoped uh, to see her there, but she's not. And War and Peace is there. And he says, we were only going to homecoming to make you jealous because she's totally into you. So Will then goes back to the Sanctum. And he looks at the yearbook again. And he sees, oh, wow, Sue is actually Gwen. And the gun from Royal Pain is missing. So at the homecoming, Commander and Jetstream show up. They're about to get their award or whatever. And... She's like, I want to give an award to the most powerful being at Sky High. Me. Gwen then turns into Royal Pain. I was like, whoa, that one I did not see coming. So that was good. And then she uses the gun that turns all the teachers and adults and commander and Jetstream into babies. So that's what that gun does. (laughs) And as we mentioned, she's working with Speed, Lash, and Penny. And all the pennies. So, but by, by, by the way, by the way, for the record, the pacifier—that's a dope name. That is a hell of a name, yeah. That is a good name for what it does. And yeah. it's a good pun, yeah. Yeah. Also, her jester sidekick, who's her dad, but yeah, I forgot. Well, he, technically, he's 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 not her dad. He's one of the teachers that took her in, and right. is well, playing he, her dad. So, yeah. Yeah, he says, Daddy's little girl, and she didn't, didn't go with that. <laughs> so, Will shows up and is filled in on everything. He makes up with Layla, and he and the sidekicks and War and Peace team up. Royal Payne gives a speech to Baby Commander about how their parents made life bad for her back in the day at Sky High. And also, the, the gun had turned Royal Payne into a baby, so this is her all grown up again. So... Layla then shows her power and entraps all the pennies with vines, which controlling plants is her power. And then Penny Wren reveals that her plan is for Sky High to, um, I wrote blow up a school, but that's not right. It was to shut off the gravity device so it would fall to the earth, which I guess would cause it to blow up. So I guess I'm not wrong. So, Royal Pain and Will battle, and Will is tossed out of the school, but he also has the power of flight, so he's got both of his parents' powers. And Will defeats Royal Pain. Ron Wilson stops the jester who is trying to steal all the babies in this bus. Well, yeah, because only one man drives a bus at Sky High, and it's him. Yeah, well, good for him. Hey, and yeah. shout out to him getting a superhero moment. It's a superhero moment, though. He did. Yes. Got a got a redemption story, stopping the weakest character on the villain team. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to get him. You got to get him, bro. Yeah. So Royal Pain, meanwhile, turns off the school's anti gravity device with their wrist device, and uh, we haven't mentioned Magenta. She was a character in the Sidekicks. Her power is to be able to turn into a hamster, and only a hamster. And she yeah. crawled through the tubes and killed the device, and Will stopped it from uh, hitting the ground with his but, uh, superpowers. Super hey, strength. this just shows out, like, no stone left unturned. Like, nothing happened for no reason in this movie. You're right. That's a great point. We Popsicle had, tripped yeah. up Lash. Zach la- had to... Uh, swirly. Yep. Zach was the reason why they could see in the vents. Magenta yeah. was the one that chewed the thing for the gravity. Hey, man, spot on. Everybody had a moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the babies are turned back oh. into a... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I just want to say also, uh, in the fight with Will and Royal Pain, Will realized he has flight ability. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So he has both but his I thought he kind of... Here's the thing. I thought he figured that out 
after she kissed him outside her doorstep. Because he well, no. flew off that porch. I thought that too, but when you watch him fly out, they think he's dead. And then he gets <laughs> up and he's like, well, yeah. I guess I can fly now. Yeah. yeah. So the uh, the babies are all turned back into adults. Will apologizes to his parents. And they give the best hero award to all the sidekicks. Meanwhile, principal, uh, one, um, yeah, Powers. Wonder Woman, I guess. <laughs> principal, uh, she puts, no, she's not Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's right. She mentions that. Uh, meanwhile, yeah. yeah, she puts all the villains in this uh, room that negates <laughs> all their powers. In... <laughs> yeah, they get put in detention. Yeah. And they have another homecoming. Oh. Will goes with Layla. Zach goes with Magenta. And, uh, yeah, the end. Roll credits. Yeah. Roll credits to uh, I'm, uh, Melt With You by um, Bowling for Soup. And that is our movie here. Uh, Rance, the next thing we like to do is we like to rate the movie on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the best. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go first? Yeah, as the guest, we would like you to start, yes. It's a courtesy. I'm going to give it a very strong, and this may seem a little low, but I'm going to give it a very strong 7.5. Okay. Okay. I can it's dig not, it. It's not perfect, but it's not everything you expect it to be. It's mm-hmm. really fun. It's very redeemable. And the the rewatch quality is so high because I've seen this movie about 25, 30 times. <laughs> Should, can, yeah. can, I, can, can I give away some insider baseball real quick? Oh, feel yeah. free. Right before the right before we were start, we were about to record tonight. Caleb texts me, he's like, so you watched the movie again, right? And I'm like, no, I'll watch it now. <laughs> I was gonna go off the I was gonna go off the memory because I've seen it so much. Hey, I mean, if I had seen a movie that many times, I don't think I would need to watch it again. But yeah, that's yeah, the first time like, for me. Uh, yeah. Well, like, for example, we're gonna do a bonus episode and we're gonna review the big Lebowski. I okay. may not watch it before then. Just because I've seen it so many times, probably close to a hundred. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. I thought I watched this movie a lot. Yeah, that's a whole lot. <laughs> well, what do you give Sky High, but, Caleb? Uh, Sky High, not perfect, as Rance said. Some of the acting was, eh. but the story was strong, and as such, I'm gonna give this an eight out of ten. Eight. Good score. Okay. Yeah, I. So, um, a little bit of a. I guess I'll do a little bit of inside baseball. I was kind of dreading this movie because I still had bad bad taste on Alpha from Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I'm like, oh, another kids movie, you know? Not not looking forward to it. And Shark Boy and Lava Girl, it's like, hey, the moral of the story is dream big and your dreams will come true. I'm like, oh, that's super generic and. With this, it actually, you know, I, I mean, it's just for a, a higher age, like Shark Boy, Lava Girl, probably about four, five, six year olds. You know, this would be, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13. But still, the under 13 crowd, I kind of all lumped together, I guess. But this was a pleasant surprise. If we were still doing the, uh, the gauntlet, this would be on there for sure. So I will give it a, a seven, you know, it's a good, good, uh, and oh. The other thing, what this had that Shark Boy Lava Girl did not have is parents can watch it and be entertained too, which yes. you know it's always nice. If I mean I don't have kids, but like if I had taken a kid to see this movie, I'd be like, yeah, I was entertained by it as well. Where Shark Boy Lava Girl, it's like we cater to six year olds and nobody else. So uh, I, I, yeah. I I can't tell you how many movies we watch. My kids are thirteen and ten, and I have two girls. I can't tell you how many movies we watch or we've watched knowing I'm going to have the nap of my life. <laughs> so it's good to be able to enjoy a movie with them for once. Yes, it's a great point. Did I get my, I said seven. Yeah. Anyway, uh, seven. It's uh, like I said, it was fun. I recommend it. It'd be on the gauntlet if we were still doing that. Maybe we'll think of something else. Maybe the mother boxes from DC. <laughs> <laughs> 
This will be the first mother box, sky high. I'll get on that, uh, and we'll think of a, a payoff when we get all three of them that we'll just end up ruining with just deciding to do a million bonus episodes instead of just making it special with one. But whatever. It's content. Well, Don't complain. Well, Eddie, <laughs> well, Eddie, if you've watched Loki, then clearly everything's in the multiverse. Everything's possible. So oh, That's a good point, yeah. Well, what do you think, Caleb? Is Sky High the first mother box? The underrated, <laughs> the underrated mother box? <laughs> I'll have to think of a better name than that. Caleb may be gone. I don't know. Oh, Caleb. Yep, he left. Sorry, the I'm on oh, mute. There he is. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, let's not do an un- underrated mother box. But uh, if we were, then yes, this would fit the, the criteria. Okay, fair enough. All right, maybe maybe uh, I'll think of a better name, but uh, you know, I just had to look. Thanos was looking for the stones and the gauntlet, and uh, Dark Side's looking for the mother boxes. So I had to, I just had to give one to the other. But anyway, yeah. what's next week? Something I have to buy. Unfortunately, the streak is over. Free movies next week. I will be watching this on Blu-ray because I bought the Blu-ray secondhand at Vintage Stock. Shout out. Um, you can watch it on Stars, I do believe, with a subscription. Uh, we will be going back to the Antonio Banderas, uh, well, for the second and I believe final time, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, with The Legend of Zorro. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Well, not bad. Yeah. So, not quite Mask of Zorro. We don't have Sir Anthony Hopkins in this, but, you know, we got, we got Banderas and we got Zeta Jones, so... Well, Should be pretty all interesting. I needed. You, you had me as Ada Jones. Oh <laughs> uh, yes. Um, hey, the first oh, one was yeah, uh, the, low key pretty good. I mean, I liked it. Yeah. Hopefully the second. Yeah. I don't think I've seen the second one, so uh, hopefully it lives up. With it being a sequel, I'm afraid it won't. But <laughs> I've not seen it either, so. Hey, you maybe. Know, Dark Knight was a sequel too, so. Hey, talk to him, bro. Talk to him. Every sequel is not uh, bad. Well, see. fair enough. Fair it's, enough. It's the third ones I'm worried about because we got a few of them upcoming, and it's uh, it's looking rough. Oh <laughs> six is rough, and oh seven. Yeah. Yes, for sure. But hey, that uh, I believe pretty well covers it, and um, we're gonna get out of here. Rance, thank you for joining. And uh, another thing we like to do before the end of the podcast is I will usually send people out with a quote from the movie and as such I'm going to quote Will Stronghold when I say (laughs) oh my god I made out with an old lady 